It's time for high school basketball on ESPN Radio 102.7. JL and Builders Kenway Concrete presents Lady Raider Basketball, brought to you by Rafferty's, Southern States of Bowling Green, Coca-Cola, Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating and Cooling, Hardy, and Oak Tree Awards. And brought to you in part by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics, Kim Dry of Warren County, Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, Kite Home Center, and Sailor's Golf Cart. Warren East, Lady Raider Basketball starts in just minutes on ESPN Radio 102.7 and online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Now with the Rafferty's pregame show, here's Tyler Eaton. And good evening and welcome to the Swamp, where tonight the Raiders and Lady Raiders have made the trip to Greenwood for a 14th district doubleheader. I'm Tyler Eaton, joined courtside by Dustin Walker back in the studio, our producer, Casey Warners. We get things underway with your pregame show, brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. Six days off, it feels like it's been, I don't know, two or three weeks off, and I think the PA guy has had maybe four weeks off as he just tried to rip our ears off. But, partner, I tell you what, I'm glad to be back. My first experience in the swamp, I heard about the place. couldn't wait to get here. Again, everything around Bowling Green is just sophisticated. Mm. And I love to be here. Miss being on the radio. Miss being beside my man oh, over here. Oh, so sweet. And so we are ready for some basketball because – it's time to get something going for Warren East. It's just time. It is. And tonight, a definitive game for the girls. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, but we called this game the Super Bowl of this season for Warren East on the girls' side and perhaps for the boys, boys as well. But the Lady Raiders, 11-6 and six overall in the year. They were 2-2 two and two in District 14 play. Greenwood, meanwhile, 10-7 and seven overall, but 0-4 oh in 14th District play. These two teams will meet again Monday at Warren East. Unfortunately, we will not be able to to broadcast that matchup due to the Greg Collins coaches show. But at the end of the day, if you're Warnies, at the very least, you've got to win one of these two matchups. And if you win on the road, you got to figure you're probably going to flip it around and win at home. So with that being said, I ask you this, how much would a win tonight mean for Warnies? For the Lady Raiders, and we talked about it even six days ago, maybe even ten days ago, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, out of a five-team district, no one really wants to tangle with Bowling Green. Um, so you want this Greenwood win. You want to go home with a one up. Yeah. Um, and definitely, like you just said, man, it's um, this, the chips are on the table, and especially with the second game we'll be talking about later. And coming into, I don't want to say this week, uh, perhaps early last week, it was presumed that Warren Central was going to fall into that fifth slot, and it was going to be sure. up in the air. Who was going to fall to four? Would it be South Warren, Warren East, Greenwood? But now the Lady Dragons have flipped this district on their head. They've picked up back-to-back wins over South Warren and Greenwood, probably the two most surprising games of the season. Wow. So now everything's wide open. And if you were to tell me at this point Greenwood would be 0-4 in District 14 play, I absolutely would not believe you. And we saw that Warren Central team. Warren East has beaten that Warren Central team twice already this season. So if you look at it for Warren East, you're 2-2 in 14th district play right now. But even still, you've got one matchup left with Warren Central later on. If you win, like I said, just one of these two games and you pick up that second win at Warren Central, four wins in the district is probably going to be enough to get you the three seat. At the very least, you could even inch up to the two seat. And that's you're in the driver's seat. Yes. And I'm sure Coach Neville has went over that scenario with the players. And so I'm, the players know what's on, on what's on the line. Mm-hmm. The players know. 
But when you look over at on the left side of your radio dial with Greenwood roaming up, this is an impressive team. Mm-hmm. And I don't and, and good to see Caroline Forrester back playing. Yes, and I, I will say I talked to Jim Forrester earlier today about her, her status. She will not be starting tonight, but she is back, not a hundred percent. But she will be in the rotation tonight for Warren East, and that's a good thing because that, that's your second leading scorer Absolutely. and rebounder, averaging nine points, eight rebounds a game on the season. Back in the rotation for Warren East. It will be monitored in terms of how much she does play here tonight. you got to assume if it's a close game, she might play a bit more. If Warren East can run away, uh, then she might get a bit more rest for that game coming up on Monday. But regardless, this is a Warren East team that was able to bounce back Saturday, six days ago, feels like it's been absolutely forever with a big win, 67-31 over Cumberland County. Lucy Patterson got things going again. She had 22, so you can make it five out of the last eight games coming into this one that Lucy Patterson has scored 20-plus points. And obviously that win was important both for the girls and the boys as Warren East was able to sweep Cumberland County on Hall of Famers night because they were coming off a really, really tough couple of matchups against a really, really good Bowling Green team that is the favorite probably in the fourth region on the boys' and girls' side. So from your experience, how important was it not just to get that win but now looking at tonight, to build on that and get some momentum rolling again after two really crushing losses. You, you said it perfectly. Uh, we have a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, everyone's picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Niners. The Niners. Well, there you go. Well, the Niners. Well, if the you're moment. a betting man, put everything you've got on Kansas City. All of it. The momentum that the Niners have carried into this game, wow. So momentum is a huge part of if you want to think about it, you're fixing to enter the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, playoffs, well, actually, you know, regular seasons are a playoff. But anyways, so any win against your district foe, especially if you climb up that district ladder in playoffs, mm-hmm. momentum is a crushing thing to have on your side and possibly for your opponents as well. So big, huge momentum. And, and remember, first year, Jenny Neville. Yes. First year. And we're talking like this. Yeah. And you bring up the Super Bowl, and I, I kind of like the clash of styles as you could compare it to this game. Greenwood probably the San Francisco of this game, not in terms of odds of who's going to win, who's going to lose, but in terms of play style. They are a defense-first team. They are one of the 50 best defensive teams in the state, giving up just 44 points per game. Now, Warnings only gives up 47, but it's the Greenwood team that does not score much. They'll score around that 44 that they allow on the season. And this is a Warren East team that gets upward of 55. They score and they score and they score some more. In their 11 wins, they're averaging 60 points per game. But on the flip side, in their six losses, averaging just 46 points per game. And they've scored more than 50 in just one of those losses. So Warren East, perhaps the Kansas City in this matchup, they like to get out. They like to run. They like to force mistakes on your part. More of an opportunistic defense, you could say, for Warren East here tonight. And this is a Greenwood team. That is young. They are led by just an eighth grader in Leah Trent, averaging 13 points, two rebounds per game. She shoots 42% from three. As a team, they shoot 35%, which, believe it or not, is 14th in the state. So kind of like Jimmy G, they can throw it when they have to. They don't attempt a lot of three-pointers. They just shoot nine attempts per night. But they're pretty accurate, and they... Which is surprising to me. They shoot so well from three. They only shoot 56% from the free throw line. They don't go there either. They only shoot 11 free throws per game. But, and this is going to be one thing that I know you love, Warren East has a huge advantage rebounding-wise coming into this matchup. Greenwood averages just 23.5 per game. 
Warney's averaging 33 per game. A team like this that likes to shoot it from outside, they work slow. If you dominate the boards, that pretty much destroys that game plan. And, and, and with that rebounding average, what, does, what is their shooting percentage? If they shoot really good, it don't matter how many rebounds you could get. Right. Uh, so it, that goes different ways. But as you touched on it, you control the rebounds, you win in a turnover slot, you're on your way to win the ball game anyways. But, you know, you talked about comparing Warren East to the Chiefs. We have Lucy Mahomes. Yeah. Um, anytime you have Lucy Mahomes, <laughs> um, and, and again, I'm a newcomer to this region, which, by the way, you guys have a lot of eighth graders that contribute. Yeah, a lot of eighth grade, a lot of freshman a talent. Tanea Bailey last year as an eighth grader was doing the same thing. Every game that we do, there's an eighth grader somewhere that involves something. Yeah. And that's just not normal on a normal step. But anyways, but you have Lucy Mahomes, um, <laughs> and Lucy Mahomes is she's your home run hitter. Yeah, I you know I really I'm going to be honest. Let's hear it. Have you seen anybody guard her? Not yet. But outside of Bowling Green, which really didn't that's guard her, they guarded her by preventing the ball from getting past half court. And, <laughs> and, and and so Lucy Mahomes is your wild gun. Uh, so yeah, I mean I can definitely see where the Chiefs, but. You compared Greenwood to the 49ers. I'm going to stick with your, your expertise on this. I'm watching them warm up, go down low. I'm seeing some post moves. I'm seeing some crisp passing. Um, this might be an overtime game. We'll see. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the season so far for Warnies. Perhaps dig a bit more into this Greenwood team as well. This is your pregame show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here in the swamp at Greenwood High School as we roll on with your pregame show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Both teams on the floor continuing to warm up for this matchup between the Lady Raiders and the Greenwood Lady Gators. The first of two matchups we got for you here tonight, a boy-girl doubleheader between Warren East and Greenwood. Taking a look at what has been a really not too much up-and-down season for Warren East, so much as it's been a lot of up followed by perhaps some spurts of down 11 and 6 overall in the year 2 and 2 at 500 in 14th district play we mentioned that much needed win over Cumberland County and Warnies did it in a way that I think we've kind of been waiting to see them do and it's that Kansas City approach where they went 9 for 23 from deep we know they've got it in them but to see them let it rip like they did against Cumberland County would love to see that here again tonight and I will say this partner it was just the third time this season that Warnies has hit five or more threes but They've now done it in two straight games, so perhaps that becoming a bit of the norm. Perhaps we're seeing some air raid offense as we continue with the football metaphors for Warren East. Air raid offense. I like it. Bring out your Tyreek Hill. Bring out your Travis Kelsey. And, you know, and you think, has the shooting improved because the season got, you know, more mature? Mm -hmm. Or is it something di different Neville did? Who knows? But whatever it is, we like it because anytime you have good shooting, you're going to you've got to, the defense has to accommodate for that. Yes. Anytime defense has to get up on you. We know what Lucy can do to the basket, mm -hmm. and you know Lucy's a great passer. Yes. So anybody cutting, anybody posting, um, any now how much of a factor where Caroline Forrester, let's just say sixty percent, maybe seventy, mm -hmm. affect the game? If you ask her, she's hundred ten. Well, of course. <laughs> if you cut my right arm off, and you ready to play? Absolutely. Oh, hundred. It's I'm really 100%. a flesh wound. You know, and how many times have we seen players go out, uh, Robert Griffin? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. Let me go. <laughs> you know, players do not protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So, Forrester, yeah, I'm 
Now, you mentioned Lucy, how well she's been playing. Seven of the last eight, Lucy Patterson has led Warren East in scoring. That loss to Bowling Green, Mark, just the third time this season. Lucy hadn't led East in scoring. Warren East just one and two in ball games when Lucy Patterson doesn't lead the way. We'll see if that continues tonight. We'll see if she can make an eight of the last nine that she's led the Lady Raiders in scoring. Perhaps it doesn't matter, and somebody else steps up and makes some big-time plays tonight for the Warren East Lady Raiders. This has been your pregame show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. We'll take a break. Kick it back to the studio. Casey Warner going to let you know what's going on around the area tonight. And then when we come back, we'll get you your starting lineups brought to you by Sailors Golf Carts and, of course, your Hardys of Bowling Green opening tip-off. This is Warren East Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by Jalen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Casey Warner back here with you in the ESPN 1027 studio. I got some scoreboard updates or games that are about to start, I should say, around the Commonwealth here in the next hour or so. So we got Metcalf County hosting Cumberland County in a District 16 doubleheader. The girls are up first in that one. The Lady Hornets are 4-0 and in the district entering that game, looking for another big district win in that one. At the end of the first quarter, Owensboro Catholic Girls leads Davis County Girls 8-5 to in a close one. It looks like that's going to be a good one out there in Davis County. And then with 2.41 left in the third quarter, Ryle leads Bullet East up there in northern Kentucky. And the Chargers try to get close, but they just find a way to put the distance between them. That is for the Raiders. Other than that, we do not have too many games going on. Keep an eye on that Owensboro Catholic and Davies County girls and boys doubleheader. Tip off at 5.30 in that one. And we'll get you back out to Dustin and Tyler for some Warren East girls and Greenwood girls action after this commercial break on ESPN 1027. here at Greenwood High School and an excellent rendition of the national anthem. I myself familiar with the young man that was able to perform it, a senior here at Greenwood, J.J. Gibson. I knew him from my days in choir back at Franklin Simpson. I'd say, I tell you what, partner, uh, oftentimes you want to call me biased or not. This is probably probably the team around the area I have the most connections with. My girlfriend went to Greenwood. I knew a lot of people from Greenwood, but through and through. This is a Warren East Lady Raider and Raider broadcast. No bias here. None. None whatsoever. I just wanted to give a shout-out to J.J. That was such a good national anthem. One oh, of the best was, we've seen. Uh, I, you know, I like the banjo, though. Yeah, I mean, it's right there with the banjo. Probably the uh, best vocally we've seen, perhaps the only vocally we've, the, we've the seen. The dude stepped up with the microphone. They said, here you go, and he busted it out. Acapella, no music, and no nervous. He, what a fantastic job. Well, let's bust out your starting lineups. Brought to you by Sailor's Golf Carts. Your cart not starting up. Get to Smith's Grove and see Sailor's Golf Carts. Also see our new carts and multi seat carts. First for Greenwood, 10-7 and seven overall on the year, 0-4 in district play, coached by head coach Zach Simpson at guard. Leah Trin, you heard her name averaging 13 points per game, rocking the number one on the uniform. Number three in the backcourt as well, Megan Uni, a senior averaging seven points per game. Nicole Malam in the backcourt as well, a junior averaging six points per game. In the front court. Annie Lasley, a senior averaging 5.7 rebounds per night. Joining her in the front court, freshman Kayla Grant averaging eight and four for Warnies, the same starting lineup we've seen now for the past couple of games. Kelsey Sparks, Haley Heimer in the backcourt, Olivia Price, Lucy Patterson, and Tanea Bailey in the front. But just know this, Caroline Forrester waiting in the wings on the bench. It is Price going up for the tip. It's one, though, by Lasley and Greenwood. We're underway. That opening tip-off brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three, kind of one, two, three, locations to serve you. 
Lady Gators going right to left on your radio dial. Warnies will go left to right as now we've got an interception and quickly Warnies has it. Tanea Bailey picks one off. She drives, gives it up. Kelsey Sparks left baseline. Now they reset up top with Heimer. And the Raider Raiders at 1-2-2 with Olivia Price in the front. I love it. Bailey has it right corner in the blue jersey with the gold stripes, gold numbers, white outlines. Misses a shot wildly, but Price comes up with it. Tries to throw it back to Sparks. Nearly goes into the backcourt. Kelsey tries to save it, but it's intercepted by Trent. She's pushing it on the break and throws it over the head of Nicole Malam. She and Uni were both there, but sell both of them. And it'll go out of bounds. They say it's Warren East Ball or Greenwood Ball. What's the ruling? It is Warren East Ball. Greenwood, I believe, thought for a moment that it was theirs, and the official's still trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, and they're going to say it's Greenwood no, that's Ball. Off. That's off. I'm not sure about that one, but... The Lady Gators have it up top. Looks like a bad pass to me. Ooh, man. But it is Greenwood ball. Right corner, Uni has it. And quickly, she's fouled. And right now, got to get the rust off the wings. Six days off for the Raiders. Um, But I like the 1-2-2 with Olivia Price with the length at the top. That puts all kind of pressure on the ball when it comes down. First foul called on Tanea Bailey. We're 50 seconds in and scoreless. Left side, Malam has it. Gives it up to Uni on the wing. Megan Uni holds it above her head, driving right, swings it over on the wing to Milan. Back up top to Uni, left side trench. She can shoot it from anywhere, and a good closeout that time from Patterson. Pass up top, nearly intercepted by Heimer. Instead, it ends up with a right corner three from Milan. No good, and collected by Lucy Patterson on the block. Left side, Bailey collides and has it ripped away by Uni. Two-on-one break for Greenwood. Uni dumps it off left block, dropped by Grant. She has to pull it out into the corner and reset up top. With Uni, should have been two points there for Greenwood. Instead, we're still scoreless. And we're, we'll just keep going like this. We'll just keep going <laughs> like this. Let these shots not to fall. Uni, or Trin rather, up top. Gives it up to Grant, free throw line. Try to jump right at blocked by Heimer. Probably should have been a jump ball. Instead, now swung out left side. Three-pointer missed by Umi and rebounded again by Lucy Patterson. Megan Uni now a couple of misses. And Warnies has it back. Sparks up top, Heimer, guarded tightly by Trent. Haley driving, kicks it out left corner, Price. Olivia catches it, attacks, and finishes oh. off the glass. Where has that been, Olivia Price? <laughs> that looked great. Make it 2 to nothing, Warren East. We're two minutes in. Uni has it in the backcourt. Quickly passes it up, and a nice find from the elbow as Lasley brought it in and kicked it down low to Grant. And she finishes for Greenwood's first basket. And we're tied up at 2, 5.43 left in the first quarter. Greenwood figured out the press, and that's what happens when the press gets beat. Really good high-low action that time from Lasley and Grant. Ties us up. Patterson up top, guarded tightly by Grant. Able to drive past her right side. Gets bumped on the way up, falls to the floor. Helped up, good sportsmanship that time from Malam, and it will be two free throws for Lucy Patterson. And with 32 guarding Lucy Patterson, that is there all night for you, Lucy. All night. Kayla Grant, just a freshman, averaging eight and four on the year. As Lucy puts up her first free throw, and it's good. Lucy averaging 18 points, nine rebounds per game this year. And if you look at that number 10 on her back, looks like 15, Lucy Mahomes. Second free throw up. That one off the heel, but it goes right to Olivia Price, whose jumper is left short. And now on the baseline, ball tipped out. Uni was fighting for it from Patterson. And they'll say it's Greenwood ball underneath the Warren East basket. So with 5.24 left first quarter, 3-2, low-scoring affair, and to be expected against the Greenwood team, top 50 in the state defensively. Uni holds it near the Greenwood logo. Crosses over to her left hand and has to give it up to Milan. 
She drives to Komalam, right corner Shrin, the last person you want to leave open. Can't make Warnies pay, though, missed it off the hill and rebounded by Price. Outlet pass goes over Haley Heimer's head, oh. past the outstretched arms of Tanea Bailey and out of bounds by the Greenwood bench. And so quickly, five rebounds for the Raiders, zero for the Gators. You knew this would be an advantage that Warnies has. Five to nothing. Just not able to turn it into points so far. Rust. Trin has it up top, looking left, looking right, has to bounce it over on the left side to Milan. Milan swings it over on the right wing, a dangerous pass. Trin collects it, tries a tough jumper from the baseline, no good, but the rebound came right back to her, and she's able to drop it in from six feet to give Greenwood their first lead, 4-3. to three. Heimer, crossover dribble, brings it into the front court, left side guarded by Trin. Four and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Haley driving left, has it. Stolen away now as Uni was able to tip it, then chase it down. Three-on-two break for Greenwood. Uni takes it herself through Heimer, and that's a charge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like doing the signal before the refs. I just like it. <laughs> I like doing it before the refs. Maybe it just gives a little bias. I'm not sure. And that's one thing. A senior, Haley Heimer, she holds the gut for a second to make sure everything's still intact. <laughs> make one sure. thing she's worked on a lot over the course of this season. Good to see her still adding things to her toolbox. And a welcome side as well as Caroline Forrester has checked in. Tanea Bailey comes out. First time Carolina has played since the Logan County game. Patterson drives. Fuller oh, off the glass. Lucy Patterson, what are you doing? Five to four. Warney leads. Now ball tipped out of bounds far side by Heimer. We'll keep it with Greenwood. We're seeing now a full court press from the Lady Raiders. I want to make a song. Lucy drive. Lucy drive. <laughs> it is their all game. When she does, good things happen. We need to inbound. Looking. Gives it up to Milan. Milan into the front court. Two on one. Goes over Forrester and finishes. And Forrester maybe not 100% to take that charge. And now we've got a steal by Milan off the inbound as the Lady Gators lead it 6-5 to five halfway through this first quarter. Trend gets it right wing. Now brings it center court. Trend gets a screen. Holds it up on the left wing. Gives it up top to Milan. She caught your eye with some ball handling before the game. As the ball goes left corner, Trent thought about a three, didn't take it surprisingly. Steps back left corner, now kicks it out Milan. That move got you to raise your eyebrow as well. Ball goes down low. Grant looking to work, lost it. That's had it taken away by Caroline Forrester. And Warnies has it back. Sparks up to Patterson. Lady Raiders have numbers. Right wing Heimer collects the pass, now holds it up after a spin move. Haley crosses over, driving on Trent. Tries to pass it, it went off the leg of Milan. And it's out of bounds on the baseline to stay with Warren East underneath their own basket. And Heimer trying to knock off some of that rust off her wings right now. Not playing her best ball. Six-day break for Warren East coming into this one. As Patterson gets it up top to Sparks. Kelsey pulls it out top of the circle. Now guarded very tightly by Milan. Good defense right now. And Milan is a... Nicole Malam is a junior. Junior. Patterson left side driving. Uh, runs into the outstretched arms of Lasley who pretty much takes it out of her hands. And Greenwood has it back. They lead it 6-5 to five under three minutes left in the first quarter. Up top, Nicole Milan. Sends it right wing trend. Now it goes into the right corner to Uni. Looks for a couple of options. Drives through a double team and now holds it up top. Left side, Milan. Thought about a three. Gives it up to Uni. Right side, Trent. Oh, surprised she didn't take that one. Now Uni tries one from the top of the key and drains it. And I was wondering why they switched from a 1-2-2 when it was working well. Now they're doing a 2-3. 9-5. Greenwood leads it. Was very shocked. Trend didn't pull the trigger, but made a good extra pass to Uni, and she was able to knock it down. And now a timeout called by Coach Jenny Neville 
and Warren East. We'll see if it's a full or it's a 30. 2.21 left in this first quarter. It's a full. We'll take one with them. 9-5. Greenwood leads it early on over the Lady Raiders. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. left in the first quarter. 9-5 is the Greenwood lead early on. Lady Gators taking advantage of a rusty Warren East team in this one coming off a six-day break since they beat Cumberland County on Saturday. And so far, partner, it's tough to believe this is a Greenwood team that fell to Warren Central just a few days ago because they look pretty darn good. They look great. Um, When's the last time they played? Two days ago? Yeah, they've they've been fresh. Okay. That's probably they what have indeed. They beat ACS 54-49 to on Tuesday okay. Okay. to bounce back from that Warren Central loss, just like we saw Warren East do Saturday after the Bowling Green loss on Friday, but a bit fresher, you can tell. Left side, Price looking Olivia. to drive out of the timeout and drops the floater short. I'm okay with that. And rebounded underneath by K.K. Keener into the game for the first time, and now she throws it away, picked off by Tanea Bailey. Tanea going all the way to the rim, left it short, though, was a great drive, just couldn't finish, full head of steam and then perhaps try to take a bit too much off of the layup. And Greenwood has it back under two minutes left in the quarter. Up top, Uni Hit a three before the timeout. Drives this time. Pulls up from the right elbow. No good. Rebound fought for underneath. Jump ball called. That will give it to the Lady Raiders. And the Lady Raiders are rebounding like they need to. Mm-hmm. And I still say overtime. Price, Sparks, Bailey, Patterson, and Forrester on the floor right now for Warren East. Each team with just one sub in is on the other side for Greenwood. Trent, Uni, Milan, Grant, and down low KK Keener now. As the ball is thrown away on the Warren East end, that gives it back to Greenwood. And now we do have a substitution for Greenwood. Uni will check out. So now make it Milan, Trent, Grant, and down low Lasley, who you noted her size down there. She's oh, a yeah. very good volleyball player for a Greenwood oh, yeah. program that has great tradition. And KK Keener in the ball game. Keener gets it right corner, look down low for a second to Lasley. Now throws a left side, Trent. Fakes a three and drops. Tries a runner from the baseline, pushed it long, and rebounded by Forrester for Warren East. She gets it up to Bailey. Tanea, hesitation dribble, driving right side. Trying to dump it off to Price, but it's intercepted down low by Lasley. Tanea with rust on her wings. Trent has it up top for Greenwood. We've got a minute left in the first quarter, and the Lady Raiders have just five points. Left side, Milan. We'll see what Greenwood chooses to do here. Now 50 seconds left in the quarters. Milan has her pass tipped. Olivia Price took it into her own hands. Now gets it back from Lucy Patterson and finishes on the break. Olivia Price has four points for Warren East, and that cuts the lead to two. Stay in that one, two, two. Stay in that one, two, oh. And Olivia Price now at the top of that forces oh. another turnover. This time picked off by Tanea Bailey. Her fast break oh. layup good, and just like that, we're tied up at nine. Olivia Price standing at midcourt causing nothing but trouble. As the Lady Gators oh, try to throw over her goodness. outstretched arms. Oh, my goodness. Newly forced another turnover. Is now right corner. Grant has it. Spinning around. Lost it. And it'll go to Warren East again. Did they call a timeout with 19 seconds? And a timeout is called. <laughs> it's just a 30, so we'll keep it here. 1-2-2 two, two with <laughs> Olivia Price on the on the G for, uh, for I was going to say Green Bay, but no. <laughs> Looks like Green Bay. But for Greenwood. That is nasty. It is indeed. This timeout is brought to you by Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, home of the Big Green Egg Fireplaces and Custom Outdoor Kitchens. Just across the bridge on Old Louisville Road, call 270-435-1131. 
or visit bgfireplace.com. 19 seconds left in this first quarter. We're tied up at 9, and I assume we're going to see that defensive look for warnings oh. for a while. Oh, until you, <laughs> until you bring the girl to the dance, you dance with the girl until someone steals her. Mm. Right now, no one is taking that girl to the dance. I mean, that Lucy with her drive, Olivia with the defense. Wow. Lucy Patterson will bring it into the front court. 15 seconds left in the first quarter. Patterson denies the screen from Forrester. Pulls up from 14. Missed it. And rebounded down low by Uni. Six seconds left now in the quarter. Uni pushing it into the front court. Slapped away by Bailey. And they call a reach-in foul. That'll be the second on Tanea Bailey. And Tanea, again, not having her best quarter. Kelsey Sparks will check in. Bailey will come out. And... Today, a little ginger on the left leg as well. She does have uh, the band on the left knee. And with 3.6 seconds left, Trin gets it left wing, steps back, tries a left wing three, and drops it in. Wow. It was a great move and a great finish from deep. And just like that, Greenwood leads it 12-9 as we head to the second quarter. You're listening to Warning Slady Raider basketball covered presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Greenwood High School, your score after one. Lady Gators lead it 12-9 over Warren East. That first quarter of action was brought to you by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics, celebrating 10 years of serving South Central Kentucky. Anything you noticed from that first quarter in particular, Dustin? Well, with 50 seconds to go, we were talking about five points for the Lady Raiders. All of a sudden, nine points. Four turnovers. They converted 50% in the last four turnovers. But the last shot by Tran? Yes. Huge. Huge. Leia Tran averaging 13 points a game on the season. She leads all scores with five as Greenwood has it to start the second quarter. Right corner, Uni has it and throws it away. Intercepted by Olivia Price, Olivia the warden Price. living up to the name here tonight. She's got my vote thus far. Haley Heimer swings it left side. Kelsey Sparks triple off the left side. No good and rebounded on the right side by Uni for Greenwood. And what? we've got a stoppage of play for some reason. What? The official is going to head over the scores table. And it is because the clock has only had two seconds tick off. There are eight minutes and a quarter. It says 7.58, and I do believe we've played more than two seconds here in the second quarter. I mean, I'm no expert in time is but a concept, but I would say that's the case. But I'd say run it down to 7.50 and let's go. We'll see what they choose to do, and the official is having a discussion at the scorer's table. It does give me a moment now as they put it to 7.45 to reflect on this series. It was split last year. East won at home. Greenwood won at home. Warren East has won three of four in this series, but before that, believe it or not, Greenwood from 2009 to 2017 won 23 in a row. Wouldn't mind starting a streak of our own just like that here tonight. These stats you give me the last couple games is scary. (laughs) Trend, left wing, gives it up left corner now to Uni. She drives, tries a runner. It's airballed, rebound batted around, now saved in the corner by Kelsey Sparks for Warren East. 40 seconds gone, we believe, in this second quarter. And it's 12-9. Patterson throws it left side, deflected Five. by Milan, who didn't, goes on the floor for it, able to deflect it, and Grant chases it down for Greenwood. Good yeah. hustle early on for the Lady Gators, as Trent now called for too many steps can, on the left side. Can I be a Milan fan, number 10? I mean, I had run through earlier that I have friends at Greenwood. I so mean, if you want to be a fan of one player, I, I mean, I, I guess I can let it fly. I'm kind of 
this girl does everything. She plays hard. If, if she does have, a lot of things that don't show up in the stat sheet. If you have not watched this girl play, um, I mean, it's just on the floor, on rebounds, on guarding. Wow. I got to see her and the Lady Gators multiple times. Last year, it's Franklin Simpson. One thing you're going to get, they're going to play hard. Sparks up top. Sends it over left wing Haley Heimer. And it should be noted that all season long, they've been without their best player in Jacqueline Jackson, who's been out with a second torn ACL of her high school career as just a junior. Natalie Harrell on the block, missed a layup, got the ball back, then was tied up underneath. So it will stay with Warnings on the baseline. Harrell, Harrell again, follow your shot. Perfect. Good example, Harrell. I got to talk with Coach Philip McKinney, the softball coach here at Warren East before the game, and we discussed Jacqueline Jackson, just how talented she is, and he told me if she's healthy, she's dropping 20 a night, so it's probably good for everybody else that she's not able to play, but I certainly do hope that she gets to come back her senior year and put on a strong showing, as it is most likely she will, as Warren East turns it over on a travel of their own, and Greenwood has it back. 6.42 left before halftime, three-point lead for Greenwood. 1-2-2, one, one, two, two, this calls it all kind of troubles. Right block. But Grant goes up and over and is able to finish. Not a lot of size in the ball game right now for Warren East as Grant gets her second basket. Sparks, Heimer, Harold, Reagan, Lawson, and Olivia Price on the floor. Bit of a small ball lineup right now for Warren East. Perhaps the smallest we've seen this season. Right block. Harold pushes the jumper long, and the rebound is tipped out of bounds to stay with Warren East on the baseline as Forrester and Patterson now come in to add some more size. But Harold and Lawson come out. A little bit of break for Forrester and Lucy. Get back into ball game. We're down by five. Let's tie this game up in the next one minute. Five-point lead for Greenwood. 14-9, 6-15 left as Price gets the inbound. Goes up with a tough no jumper ball. on the block and went to the ground. As you said, no, no call. Ball. And the rebound is tied up and possession arrow gives it to Greenwood. And you know, Olivia Price doing what she can down low, looking good. Should have got a bump call on that, but did not. Trent has it just beyond half court. Sends it over right side. And it ends up in the right corner with Uni. Cross court to Trent. Left wing tries a three. Off the heel, no good. Rebound tipped. Uni comes up with it. Free throw line. Grant, her jumper left short. Uni gets it again. She tries one of her own. Has it blocked by Patterson. Rebounded again, this time by Lovehall. She now dumps it off on the left block. Ball comes near us on the left side near half court. Trin able to chase it down, and Greenwood still has it. Uni, right corner, cross court again to Trin. She drives. Through Heimer, throws up a wild floater, goes off the side of the backboard, and Trin visibly upset she didn't get a sure. call there. As now Heimer brings it into the front court, probably should have been a reach-in on Trin, but oh. either way, a great pass as Heimer was able to wrap it around, bounce pass it to Caroline Forrester, who gets her first basket, in her return here tonight. And Heimer not having a great first quarter. That pass kind of just nullifies everything. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Going out of bounds pass, a drop step pass, beautiful. Forrester gets called for her first foul, third team foul on Warren East. Lady Gators just two. We've only had two free throws attempted here tonight. As K.K. Keener checks back in for Greenwood, Milan will get a rest. Trent has it left corner, guarded by Heimer. Back to Uni. Up top. Now a three-pointer from Trent on the way. This one missed long. And another fight for the rebound, and we're going to get a foul called underneath. And that's another one on Tanea Bailey. That's her third. And there was one white jersey surrounded by three blue jerseys. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, offensive rebound. And Tanea Bailey will stay in for now. Is right side. A three-pointer on the way from Uni is good. 
She's got two triples tonight. And, and it's now 17-11, Greenwood. Four offensive rebounds in that stint. We've got five minutes left before halftime. As Bailey gets it left wing. Driving to the top. Tries an 18-foot jumper. Missed wildly. Tried to bank it. I'm not sure if that's a shot you want, Taneo. Probably not as Greenwood has it back off the rebound. Trin near side. Dribbles it into the front court and sends it over to Keener. KK Keener steps into a right wing three. That one banked in. And I heard her call bank. <laughs> yeah, she chuckled. Be... She had to take her fist and put it up uh, in front of her mouth for a second. And she chuckled. Didn't want anybody to see it. She's like, but oh. that makes it 20-11. A nine-point lead now for Greenwood. Timeout called by Coach Neville. Just a 30, but only two points scored in this quarter by Warren East. Meanwhile, Greenwood already two three-pointers in the quarter. And... One offensive rebound in the quarter for Raiders, four offensive rebounds for the Gators, and so that's where your ball game right now is standing. Yes. Four offensive rebounds, so that's eight points. And I mentioned this is a Lady Gators team that is one of the best in the state in terms of three-point efficiency. They shoot 35% from deep. They don't take many, just nine attempts per game, but they're already up to four makes tonight, which would match around their season average, so perhaps they've taken hint to that, and they're starting to fire up a few more, and that's why they've got a nine-point lead. Moving the ball, crisp, huge possession, 433, nine-point lead, huge possession mm-hmm. for the Lady Raiders. Sparks, Price, Patterson, Heimer, and Forrester, the normal start, starting five on the floor. Heimer has it right wing guarded by Trent. Fakes a couple of passes, picks up her dribble, looks around, down low to a slashing Olivia Price. Her layup falls off. Forrester gets the rebound. Her put back no good. Price gets it back. Her put back again no good. And rebounded underneath my love all for Greenwood. Multiple opportunities there. I'm not sure what else you want. That's beautiful ball. Keener driving right side just throws one up and in. Everything going in the favor of Greenwood right now. Lady Raiders are standing beside the basket missing everything. And the Gators are throwing up prayers going in. (laughs) They're doubling up Warnies, 22-11. 3.48 left before halftime. Forrester baseline jumper missed long. And rebounded again by Greenwood. Trent has it right in front of us left side. Leah Trent, guarded by Sparks. Driving baseline, throws up a runner off the heel. Rebound tipped. Keener comes up with it. Right corner, Trent. Triple off. And another offensive rebound for Greenwood. As this time, Grant comes up with it. Wow. It's the Greenwood team that is not great on the boards, but they're getting their opportunities. Second quarter boards. Trend goes all the way to the rim, pushes a layup long, rebounded down low, first chance no good. Second opportunity no good as a couple of putbacks missed by Lovell. And now Warren East has it back with a chance at some point to trim into this lead. Heimer pulls from 18. No good. Patterson gets it back. She won't be tonight at the rim. And Heimer will tell you that was a pass. Patterson now with five. And it cuts the lead down to nine, 22-13. Feels like Lucy needs to take this game into her hands. And she initiated the contact. Yeah, Uni drove in right side, threw up a wild shot, and and they're going to get a blocking foul called on Forrester. You know, and again, that is one call I do not like. If you initiate the contact, especially out of control, Mm -hmm. at least a no call. At least a no call. Make it five team fouls on Warren East. Two on Forrester, three on Tanea Bailey. Is the first free throw from Uni way off. Now, I like when Miller comes in. Second free throw off the heel, no good. Heimer tips the rebound. Patterson on the floor. She's with Malam fighting for it. Now we get the jump ball call. And Mm. the possession arrow gives it to Warren East. 
So a fortunate break there as Uni misses a couple of free throws. Greenwood only shoots 56% as a team from the stripe, and that keeps it at a nine-point margin. Sparks wants a screen up top, driving left. Kelsey, and passes it back up to Patterson, had it poked away for a moment by Uni, now recollects it. Up top, Heimer. Haley looking for options, steps give, back left wing. Give the post, give the post. Miller and Forster showing that hand multiple times, trying to get the ball, but Sparks and Heimer unable to get it down there. Kelsey. Now a bounce pass down to Forster. She's able to spin around the defender. Couldn't finish. And now taken away underneath by Milan. But they're going to get her for an over the back. And we'll take anything we can. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure about that one, but we'll take it. Well, the, uh, of course, we're on floor side, so I can't see through the ref. Yeah. Patterson to inbound. Lucy down low. Forster nice. set up That's beautifully. M1, M1. But Caroline couldn't finish. Oh, man. And they're going to say that it was good defense that time from Annie Lasley, and now we've got a foul on the near side as Malam was bumped, and Lucy Patterson goes over to help her up. They do get the foul on Lucy. I don't know. How do you call a foul on Lucy when you bump Milan? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's. I think that's Bo Yoakum playing. <laughs> she shakes it off, holding the left shoulder. Now right side, Uni has it. We're under two minutes left before halftime. Greenwood leads this game by nine, 22-13. Trend right side. Running some clock. Gives it up top, Keener. KK Keener guarded by Forrester. Can't go anywhere with it. Now gives it up to Trend. Trend holding it midcourt. Picked up by Sparks. Trend driving left. Steps back. 17 footer, no good. And ball saved in, but it's thrown to Kaylee Miller for Warren East. Would have been another offensive rebound. Instead, it's a turnover as Malam now takes it away. Malam pulls up from 16. Didn't make it. Airballed the shot, but was bailed out with a foul on Lucy Patterson. And Lucy walks straight to the bench in frustration. If Milan's jersey was brown, she's been on the floor so much you would never <laughs> see it. She's camouflaged this floor so much. She is all over the place. She'll have two free throws now. The first one is good. Nicole Milan now with three points. And pushes the lead back into double figures at 10, 23 to 13. It has been all Greenwood in this first half. As the second free wow. throw good as well. Just an uncharacteristic first 14 and a half minutes for Warren East. We'll see if they can turn it around in the final minute and a half of this first half. Two baskets and two stops. Sparks sends it left side and it's stolen away by Uni. Uni going all the way to the rim, stripped away by Sparks. Oh. Patterson trying to chase it down, but it will go out of bounds on the baseline. Great play by Kelsey Sparks to poke that one out. The senior says, I know what we need. We need some type of defensive play, and she comes through. 112 left in the quarter. It is Greenwood ball. Uni gets it into Keener and brings it to midcourt. Tries to pass it left side, deflected by Forrester, but goes straight to Trent. And Greenwood still has it. Minute left before halftime. Trend between the legs dribble. Driving right. Throws up a wild floater. No good, but it goes straight into the waiting hands of Lastly underneath. She drops it in for her first basket. And it's 26-13. Greenwood doubling up Warren East with 45 seconds left to go before halftime. Sparks wow. left side. Greenwood needs an, or Warren East needs an answer rather. As Forrester gets it. And tries one. to bank this one in. It falls off again. And it's tipped out of bounds by Miller. A lot of contact underneath, no whistles. Can't blame it on you have nine offensive mm -hmm. rebounds by the Gators. That's been the difference. Trent, left side. Pulls up and gives it up to Keener. Now it goes to Milam up top. Excuse me, Uni. 
who now drives. Left-handed scoop layup, no good, and they call a late foul on Kaylee Miller. Annie Lasley had already collected the rebound underneath and was ready to drop it back in, but they get Kaylee for the shooting foul and perhaps a good break as Uni just missed a pair of free throws earlier. And we call that a was foul, mm-hmm. W-A-S. Wait and see. If, she, if the basket goes in, we keep playing. First free throw is good. Uni now with seven points to lead all scores. A couple of three-pointers now, one for three at the charity stripe. Make it one for four. She misses the second. Tried to chase down her own rebound. Once again, Malam on the floor fighting for it. Able to get it and give it to Uni. Left side, Keener steps into a mid-range jumper. Rattles around and falls. Make it 29-13 Greenwood. Six days, rust. Ten seconds left before halftime. Sparks. Any points. Right side. Has to pick up her dribble. Gives it up to Heimer up top. Haley throws up a desperation. Heave and it falls. It falls. Five feet inside of half court. Haley Heimer threw up a prayer and it was answered. And perhaps that's what the Lady Raiders need to come to life here in this ball game. Was that Trey Young? Perhaps. Hall of Fame limitless range that time from Haley Heimer. But still, Greenwood in control. As we head to the break, 29-16, the Lady Gators lead it over Warren East. When we come back, your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Back here at Greenwood High School as we get your halftime show brought to you by Rafferty's of Bowling Green. Underway, your score at the break, 29-16. Greenwood leading it over Warren East. A very interesting first half, to say the least, as Haley Heimer caps it off with a 35-footer just before the horn to bring Warren East within striking distance. But before that point had been all Greenwood. Got to hope that's the shot that perhaps breaks the momentum and You've got the number that defined that first half. Offensive rebounds for Greenwood. Let's talk about at halftime. When's the last time you, my friend, mm-hmm. have seen 21 rebounds by team? Okay. 11 offensive. My goodness. And that's a Greenwood team that averages as a team on the season just 23.5 per game total rebounds. That's total. 11 offensive rebounds. Mm. Normally, that's two games. Normally, yep. that's two games. Well, it's uh, been the difference maker wow. here tonight, to say the least. Greenwood also have already knocked down four three-pointers. They average just below four per game, made threes. Leading the way, Megan Uni and KK Keener each with seven points. Uni with a pair of three-pointers in a free throw. KK Keener a three and a couple of twos. Leah Trent, if you told me she only had five points at halftime, I'd be feeling pretty good about this Absolutely. one. Their leading scorer on the year, averaging 13 a game. She's got just five. Nicole Malam with four. Kayla Grant with four. And Annie Lastly with two, although those two have done, well, quite a bit more than what's showing up in the stat sheet. Is, uh, we've seen Malam dive all over the floor for loose balls, doing everything she can to make plays. And then we've got Annie Lastly, who has just been under the rim, holding her hand straight up, yep. and no one's been able to score on her. And, and, and exa- you, turnovers, 11 for the East, 10 for the Gators, cancel each other out. Rebounding. 14 for the, for the Raiders. They're lucky to have 14. Yeah. 21 for the Gators. But as you said, 
the height advantage goes to the Gators, and Milan is just a X. Milan is the Dennis Rodman. Milan is the um, – she is the engine, what I have seen tonight. She's your Draymond Green. Whatever Draymond Green, there you go. To do, she's going to do it. She's scrappy. You hate to play against her, but you absolutely love to have her on your team. And her defense is so smothering, and she's kind of a, you know, she's kind of a, uh, it's hard to move her. Yeah. It's hard to move her. And so, and she's quick laterally, and she's a junior, you said? She is. Okay. So we're not done seeing her anytime soon. We'll step away. Then we'll send it back to the studio, get a scoreboard update from Casey Warner in the ESPN Radio 102.7 studio. When we come back, second half action brought to you by Hardy's of Bowling Green with three. Count them one, two, three locations to serve you. Before we kick it back to the studio, a reminder that that second quarter was brought to you by Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating, and Cooling. Turn to the experts at Bowling Green Refrigeration, Heating, and Cooling, serving Bowling Green and surrounding counties for 25 years. Your comfort is our concern. Call 270-782-5300. 91. This is Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by JLM Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Casey Warner back here again with you at the ESPN 1027 studio. I got some more scoreboard updates for you around the Commonwealth. We have a few more games that are underway now. That is a little bit later in the evening. At halftime, Allen County Scottsville Patriots are leading the Lady Clinton County team 28 to 23. Pretty close that one. The Patriots are the Lady Patriots rather are four and three this season when holding a halftime lead, looking to get another victory in that one. And then at another halftime score, of course, we got Greenwood up on Warren East 29-16. Stick with us here for more second second half coverage. And then in girls prep basketball, we got Bowling Green up 35 to 10 on Warren Central. Halftime, Keo Zodon Jones leads Lady Purples with 14 points. Big score in that one for her. And then at half, Lady Lady, Girls, Logan County Girls lead the Russellville Girls 30 to 18. That's about all we got going on in the area right now. We'll get you back to Tyler and Dustin for more second half action after this commercial break here on ESPN 1027. Back here at Greenwood High School in the swamp. It's homecoming for the Lady Gators. And Gators, Warren East trying to play spoiler, just as we saw Bowling Green do to Warren East a week ago today. But so far, well, no good. 29-16, Greenwood leads it on the girls' side as we get set for the second half of action. This third quarter is brought to you by Kite Home Center, Louisville Road in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Everything under one roof. It will be the starting five on the floor for each of these teams. Trent, Uni, Malam, Lastly, and Grant on the floor for Greenwood. Four Warrenies, Sparks, Heimer, Price, Patterson, and Caroline Forrester, the usual starting five for the Lady Raiders on the floor. As Greenwood had it first, but they turn it over on the baseline. Pass goes out of bounds to give it to Warren East. And, partner, we've seen time after time, whether it be these Warren East Lady Raiders, whoever it is in this game of high school basketball, the third quarter is the swing quarter. That's it. you got to win it. It's, let's see what the adjustments are. You're down by 13. You have a huge shot by Heimer. Left corner, Heimer, three, rattles around, falls off. Forrester comes up with it. Can't drop it back in. There has just been something tonight 
about the Lady Raiders around the rim. They just haven't been able to drop the layups in. Well, instead of three foot, they need 35 foot. <laughs> yeah, we saw Heimer knock down that shot before halftime, so uh, perhaps that is the key as Greenwood has it on the baseline. Foul is called on Lucy Patterson, and that's her third. Oh, Tanea Bailey, the reason she's not starting here in this second half, you presume she's got three fouls as well. Left side, Malam has it, gives it up to Trent. She drives through, Sparks runs into Forrester and walks with it on the block. Excuse me, that was Uni that traveled. And regardless, it gives it back to Warren East. Two I quick turnovers from Greenwood. I was afraid they would call the foul on Warren East, but no. 7-12 left in the quarter. Warnies trails at 29-16, and Forrester was wide open on the block. Heimer threw it past her. It ends up with Sparks right corner. Her three no good, and rebounded by Uni. Look for a moment. We might get three instead of two because it was a free wide layup on the block open. for Forrester. Of course, the way tonight is gone. Who knows? Exactly. Trent up top, driving through traffic. Gives it back to Milan. Takes a three left side, runs through Heimer, and... What's the call here? I assume it's going to be a block on Heimer. It is. The official threw up a hand, but he never awesome. called anything. And so you're down 13. Mm -hmm. you, you come out of this third quarter. You're still going to man-to-man. -man. I like the 1-2-2 better with Olivia Price at the top, but I'm sure Neville has a plan. I'm sure. Out of the inbound, Malam has it left wing. 6.40 left in the quarter. Right corner trend. Met immediately by Olivia Price. Mooney has it up top. Excuse me, Malam. She gives it to Trent. Right corner three. Good. Oh. Cannot give her oh. any space at all. Make it a game high eight for Leia Trent. And it's 32 to 16 Greenwood. Pass to Patterson. Dropped by Lucy Malam. Again on the floor fighting for it. This time Sparks comes up with it. Numbers for Warren East. Kelsey drives. Layup left short. And once again we see the presence down low of Lastly paying off. But Price able to get it back and finish. Price making my list. Olivia now leads Warren East with six, cuts it back down to 14. Trent driving, has it blocked by Patterson. Lutzi gets the rebound as well and able to throw it as she was falling down. And Heimer was wide open on the break, but Sparks, who was busy being pressured by Malam, never saw her and now throws it away, intercepted by Uni. Uni drops it off to Malam, left block, her layup long. Rebounded now by Grant, and she's able to finish it down low. And the wheels are just coming off. Make it 34-18. Greenwood, and this is a Lady Gator team that I mentioned it last Friday night. They lost to Warren Central 48-41 oh, to right here at the Swamp, but we finally get an answer from Lucy Patterson. A dribble drive dished it off to Olivia Price for her eighth point. There we go. Lucy was able to attack, and I, this team is at their best when they can just get to the rim and make ex something happen. If right now they can't get the ball to get to the rim. Trent driving left, goes to the rim. Her floater no. is good. No. Trent had five points in the first half through three minutes in the second half. She's matched that, and it's 36-20. to 20. This game's starting to speed up a bit, but it has not been to Warren East's advantage. Sparks, left side, Heimer. Haley jabs left, looks around, guarded by Trent. Has to pick up her dribble, now gives it up to Patterson. Lucy looking to drive on Grant. Patterson was bumped on the way to the rim. Euro stepped through three defenders, goes to the ground, no call, missed the layup, oh. and it's out of bounds to Greenwood. Oh. And we've talked about this before. Oh. Lucy Patterson just officiated differently she than is. everyone else. Does not get she the same calls is. that other players do. And we've seen it firsthand all season long. And these are, you know, game-changing 16 yeah. points. Every possession right now, costly. Trends hold, trend holds it at the midcourt logo. Uh, gives it to Milan. Pressured tightly by Haley Heimer. Haley tears her into the eyes. Was looking into her soul as Milan dumps it off to Grant, and she walks with it. 
Haley Heimer just brings an intensity on defense that's fun to watch. And, and, you know, and, and Haley, of course, go, you know, guarded by Milan. That's that's like an MMA fight. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's Brock Lesnar and Cortez or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can tell you it's not Cowboy and McGregor because Uh-oh. that was over in 20 seconds. We've seen this one for already about 20 minutes, those two going at it. Natalie Harrell has it left wing, and for the first time this second half, Tanea Bailey in as well. Sparks and Patterson went out. Heimer up top gives it to Tanea right side. Tanea driving. Bailey all the way to the rim. Reverse layup, no good. Spun it the wrong way as she tried to go right to left, but spun it left so it didn't go back right. And Greenwood has it. Left corner trend off the no-look pass for Mooney. Couldn't finish, and it's rebounded by Forrester. Up to Heimer. Still a 16-point lead for Greenwood. Haley, bounce pass to Bailey in the corner. Down low to Price. Olivia looking to work. Pushed it long, but it's fouled on the way up. And we're going to have free throws for Warnings for the first time since the first quarter. And I've seen the Warden with more speech this particular quarter than I have all season. Olivia bringing it tonight. She's got eight points total. Wow. Has only been in double figures, I believe, one time. I could track it back further and make sure that is true. Her first free throw on the way is good. 21-36, battling to get it back to single digits. Single digits at the fourth quarter would be huge. Olivia's got nine, 36-21, as you mentioned. Ornies needs to make something happen now inside four minutes before we head to the fourth quarter. Second free throw from Olivia. Good, she's got ten. That girl will play college. And if you remember, actually, you weren't you weren't with me when we went to Hart County, and I'm sure our listeners remember that battle up there. Olivia Price in double figures in that one was perhaps one of the better players for Warren East in that ball game. On the baseline, Keener sends one off the backside of the backboard, and that will send it back to Warren East. Perhaps now a chance to build some momentum. That should be East's ball. Are they not going to say it is? Nope. They're nope. going to say, I guess it was blocked is All their right. ruling. All right. And the pass inbound the is intercepted anyways gods. by Tanea Baylor. Tanea all the way to the rim, finishes. And that cuts it down to 12. There we go. 36-24. First points of this half from somebody on Warren East, not named Olivia Price. Back to the 1-2-2. Thank you, Coach Neville. Left corner. Keener up top. Trend deflected by Price. Olivia That's trying a- to chase <laughs> it down, but Trend has it. She goes all the way to the rim uh-huh. and fouled there by Forrester. Now, what I've seen was Olivia tipped it. But it was recovered before it went back to the backcourt. It should have been a backcourt call. Well, the ruling on that is officially that you have to be fully possession. established yep. with possession and all of your body has to be in the front court. I'd say it was about half and half there as Trent misses the first free throw off the heel. And I can confirm now it's the third time this season, not the second. Olivia Price has been in double figures. Went back-to-back against St. Francis in that Hart County game with 10-plus. She's well, got 10 in this one. With the stats we talked about at halftime, with what we've seen in the first two minutes, with the miss of a free throw right here. Ooh, nope. Trent knocks that one down. She's got 11 to lead all scores. Makes it 37-24. Still, Warney starting to build a little something. Left side, Price has it. Olivia wants to attack immediately. Throws up a runner across the lane, and she's fouled. And a miss Olivia, just keep <laughs> going. Just keep going. Just keep uh, she has attacked that left elbow side every time that dribble drive has come her way. She's used that curl and either has scored or been fouled. Now let me let me pose this question to you, partner. I pose it. If if Lucy Patterson does that drive as the first free throw falls off for Olivia Price, say she makes the exact same play there, exact same, 
would it have been called a foul? 50% more, no. <laughs> no. Just to clarify with anyone listening what we what we mean when we say that she's officiated differently. Just like the second Jordan. free throw does fall for Olivia Price. Just like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Got mauled at the rim. Yep. Trend, right side, pulls up from 12, rolls all the way around and off. Don't know how it didn't fall. And the rebound is collected by Bailey. Tanea needs to hold it up and now does. Realizes she doesn't have numbers. Back to Patterson. Lucy attacking all the way to the rim. And there's the exact example of what we were talking about. That's the same drive. <laughs> Perhaps more contact. And no call. <laughs> but we will get a foul on the floor as Forster was trying to chase down the rebound. So for the listening world, the exact same drive by Lucy Patterson with more contact. Foul is called on wow. Love All. Both teams with three fouls here in the half. Price, left block off the inbound. They wave off the shot. They'll say she was fouled on the floor. Wow. And I'm not sure how they wave off the shot almost as soon as Olivia got it. She was going up with it. Now, here comes your basketball IQ. You <laughs> see what's going on. Yep. That ball needs to be in Olivia Price's hands. Quickly, Malam checks in. Rachel Evans comes out after picking up two quick fouls. And Warren East has it on the inbound. Patterson looking. Lucy still looking. Needs somewhere to go with it. Tries to get it down low to Forster. It's tipped, and they will say it's out off of Greenwood on the baseline. Good to see Forrester out here. Good to see Tanea. Good to see that, that original starting five that we like. It's Patterson looking to inbound. Lucy still looking. Bounce pass across the key. Dropped by Forrester, but able to chase it down. Now to Patterson at the elbow. Lucy backs it down to the block. Goes up to a lot of contact, and that time got the foul. And that time, if you notice, partner, flailed the head back a little bit and perhaps did a little selling. So, I mean, this game is not only a basketball. It's acting school. Well, I was told earlier today, Amy Thorhill told me, she said, look, I know you're a radio broadcaster as the first free throw falls off for Patterson, but you're not an actor. And the way I look at it is, Lucy, you, I know you're a basketball player. Technically, you're not an actor, I think but you we, might have to be. I think we have to be some type of actor. Exa See, oh, I, I refuted it as the second free throw misses from Lucy. Two misses at the stripe you know, from Lucy Patterson. If you try to bounce the green one. On the radio, you've got to build a picture. I think we do that job. As a matter of fact, our fans tell us we do that well. Would you say we're actors or artists in that Ooh. sense? As a foul is called down low, we have well, dove into some deep conversation. Well, well, if we are artists, <laughs> if we are artists, if we draw Milan number 10 for Greenwood, we're going to draw this brick building Yes, with arms. <laughs> she has done everything. As Kelsey Sparks checks in. Tanea Bailey comes out. 2.27 left, third quarter, 37-25. Warnies just kind of sticking around. Is off the inbound, jump shot missed. Rebounded by Patterson. Outlet up to Sparks. Goes off her face, but Kelsey... Able to collect it. Pushes the layup long, though. Kelsey. Rebound still up for grabs. Lucy chases it down. Kelsey, you got to shoot from 35 feet. So many missed free or layups tonight for Warren East. Missed freebies, you could call them. As Heimer has it poked away, now sends it left side. Price, jumper, missed long, and rebound deflected out. That's going to be off of Malam. As Sparks kind of just fell to the floor trying to box her out. Realized that she wasn't really behind her. I thought Sparks was part <laughs> of her shoe. I'm not sure what was going on there. It looked like Milan was wearing her like shoes. Patterson to inbound. Lucy, bounce pass, deflected out. They have had Kayla Grant down there on the inbound, and it's hard to throw a ball in around her. Um, and we've got a timeout now called. Good timeout to our coach. Good timeout. 30-second timeout from Coach Neville. 2.02 left, third quarter, 37-25. East trails it to Greenwood. You've been 12-point lead now for about 45 minutes, so... <laughs> You know, you've got to break out of the slump. You've got to get something where you can have six quick points, maybe two stops. Um, 
What a, what a game. Indeed, indeed. And it's just the first of two we've got here tonight. A boy-girl 14th district doubleheader. Raiders and Gators will follow this yeah. one. It'll be a longer postgame just like we had last week. we got some practice with the homecoming for Warren East, and we'll get to do the same thing here tonight as now, it is Greenwood's homecoming. Now, is it always this packed? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Because there's really no standing room on definitely on the home side. And a lot of East contingent here tonight on an ugly night outside. It's cleared up a bit as I went outside to get our ESPN radio banner. It's still a great turnout here tonight. Price gets the inbound, lost it, gives it out to Lucy. Give it back to her. Fakes, driving, has it ripped away by Malam, and she wants to push it on the break. Now holds it out right corner. Nicole Malam passes it down low, works it to Laval. Her layup good over Price. And the warden is yelling instructions. <laughs> wow. 39-25. Greenwood now leads by 14. Minute and a half left before the fourth quarter. Sparks, right side. Gets a screen from Lucy, now drives. Kelsey, hesitation dribble all the way to the left block. Has her shot blocked by Lovall, and there's Milan with the rebound. She has it poked away, now Patterson has it. Would have been a free layup for Greenwood. Instead, Lucy drives, lost it. Somehow it ends up with Kelsey Sparks, her jumper no good. And Uni comes up with a rebound for Greenwood, and she's called for a travel. What a sequence. Wow, what a game. Wow. You know, you could just erase a 14-point. I mean, this game is amazing. I know it's 14 points. And the time is now ticking away for Lady Raiders, but what a game. Patterson looking to inbound. Sends it right side, Heimer. Guarded tightly by Milan. Haley holds it at the free throw line. Now pulls it out to the three-point line. 108 left, third quarter. Heimer just looking for options. Lady Raiders seem confused on offense. Heimer pulls up from 16. This one misses. Forrester gets it. Can't finish, but she was fouled on the way up. And Caroline has been collecting offensive rebound after offensive rebound, but just has not been able to put him back up no, and in. And no. clearly you see the effects of the injury trying to return from that, having not played since the Logan County game. Film night when it comes um, maybe Saturday or Monday, depending on Neville, um, they are going to review this, and they are going to puke. First free throw does fall for Caroline. The rest of the team has not played in six days. Caroline has not played in ten as she exited early in that Logan County game, kept trying to come back in, kept trying to come back in. Eventually, though, it was still a great 57-49 home win for the Lady Raiders over Logan County. It's the second free throw for Forster. Gets the bounce. And once again, we're back at 12. 39-27. Greenwood leads with just under a minute left in the third quarter. Oh. Pass from Milan. Tipped, intercepted. Heimer going to the rim. Her layup no good. And Trin comes down with the rebound around the trees. And now a timeout call on the far side. Coach Simpson calls a 30 for Greenwood. And I'm counting 14 points, and I'm sure I missed more, mm -hmm. left at the rim. Yes, I'm sure. That's the difference in the ball game, the missed layups, and then the rebounds and conversions for Greenwood on the other side. 48 seconds left, third quarter, 39-27. to 27. The Lady Gators lead it. This timeout is brought to you by Bowling Green Fireplace and Grill, home of the Big Green Egg Fireplaces and Custom Outdoor Kitchens. Just across the bridge on Old Louisville Road, call 270-435-1131 or visit bgfireplace.com. So 48 seconds to make something happen. If you're Warren East, at the very least, you would like to cut this game to 10, but first got to get a stop. And this is a Greenwood team that every time Warren East has seemed to build up any semblance of momentum, they have had an answer. And... and and again, you, you look at the offensive rebounds by Greenwood. You look at the bunny misses. Wow. Pass up far side, Malam. 
Jabs left now, drives right. Right corner, Trent, wide open for three. Got it. And that might be something right there. Leah Trent had five points in the first half. I don't think. She's got nine here in the second half. I don't think the Lady Raiders can reach 42. Sparks driving right, pulls up from 12. Long, rebounded underneath by Greenwoods lastly, and the Lady Gators have it once more. Malam holds it right side. She tries a long oh. two and has it swatted from behind by Lucy. Nearly palmed it. You heard it in the microphone. And Lucy then dives on the floor to save the rebound as well. Sparks right side. Six seconds left. And they'll say she was bumped. Foul going to be called, I believe. Are they going to get a foul? Are they just going to say it was tipped out of bounds? I think it was foul. But did she know that they had a foul to give? That was brilliant. Not I sure think. what the ruling is here. Oh, I think nope. the official... Now says it was bumped out of bounds. Originally, it seemed as though a foul was called. Inbound pass down low towards Forrester is tipped out by Lasley. Just a great play. You see the volleyball background in that. As now 3.7 seconds frozen on the clock. Warnies will inbound from the far corner. Trailing at 42-27. Patterson perhaps just throw it to Heimer here near midcourt. Sparks gets it. Tries a right corner three. Had it blocked by Malam. And that'll do it for the third quarter. Leah Trin taking over. She's now got 14 for Greenwood. Nine just in the third quarter. And the Lady Gators lead it 42 to 27 as we enter into the final frame. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by Jay Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com Just got eight minutes of regulation to go here from Greenwood at the Swamp. You hear it it everywhere. You hear just what an atmosphere it is here in Greenwood. And then you get here and you look just to our right at the Swamp and the spooky font on the floor. It is a culture. And so far it's lived up to its name here tonight. The Greenwood section totally packed. The Warren East section loud and proud behind us. But so far the Lady Gators are looking to pick up their first win of district play. And they're looking to do it in dominant style. They lead it 42-27 to 27 over Warren East as we enter the fourth quarter. Brought to you by Southern States of Bowling Green Co-op, your propane dealer. Lady Raiders start the quarter with possession. Pass tipped out of bounds by Megan Uni. We'll keep it with Warren East just in front of us. Lady Raiders going right to left for the remainder of this one. Greenwood will go left to right on your radio dial. Price has it left wing leading the way for Warren East in this one with 11. Holds it up top. Guarded by Uni. That's been a fun matchup as well. Throws a lob pass to Sparks. Kelsey just chases it down like a wide receiver over the shoulder. Missed the layup. Forrester gets it back, and she was fouled on the way back up by Milan. And so the Lady Raiders have scored 9 points, 7 points, 11 points. Can they score 15 to tie the game? I don't know. But let's just tell you this. 31 rebounds for the Lady Gators, 15 offensive. That's all we need to know is the first free throw is good for Caroline Forrester. She's now got five. I mentioned Price leading the way with 11. Lucy Patterson coming off a 22-point performance Saturday versus Cumberland County. Just five here tonight. Second free throw for Forrester, no good. Lucy does chase down the rebound, sends it right side, sparks. Triple, this would be huge, and it is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Kim Dry oh three-pointer from Kelsey Sparks. Call Kim Dry of Warren County 270-842-9802 for all your carpet cleaning needs. All of a sudden, just an 11-point game, 
Pass now intercepted. Malam threw it to nobody. And Olivia Price was somebody to take it away. Price bumped, lost it, gives it over to Heimer. Can we get another one? Left corner triple. Good! Oh, that should Haley be a Heimer with the Kim Drive that three. Should. That's got to be a timeout. We were wondering, can the Lady Raiders make up the deficit? Well, they've already scored seven points, and we played 59 seconds here in the quarter. So after, after 24 minutes... Woo. They had 9, 7, and 11 after 2 minutes and 59 no, seconds. No, just 59 seconds. Or 59 all right, seconds. Let's, let's have this conversation. I want all the world to hear this conversation okay. that we have. We've had it multiple times. Poor Dustin. I love you to death, brother. Yes. I mean, I, I just, let me, I'll tell two stories. The first one, while I went to go get the banner, I heard you giving your mellow yellow order, and I come back and you got me a power rate. So I want to preface all this by saying thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for the power rate. Number two, bless your soul. There are eight minutes in these quarters, Mr. Walker. Eight. Eight, eight, eight. Eight, not ten. Eight. I want to go to ten. Say it with me. Eight. Eight. I know you want overtime, but they don't just add it on before the game because you say it. That's not <laughs> how it works. But you know what? Eight. 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 Yes, okay. Eight. So eight, eight, 16, another eight is 24, right? That's, yeah, good math. Okay. So, <laughs> so they had nine, seven, and 11 in eight, 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 but in yes. 50, 59 seconds. Oh, you've got it now. In 59 seconds. Woo, you tell them. So... I like the sound of that math. Where was this in the first 24 minutes? You know, hearing Where you was say this? it like that, it just I can't even think about the question. I'm just happy to hear you say 24 minutes. <laughs> We've got 7.01 left to go. And Greenwood's lead is down to 8. 42-34, a 7-0 run within the first minute of the quarter for Warren East. Out of the oh, timeout, a oh, travel yes. going to be called on Malam. She jumped up, she oh. came down, and it's Warren East ball. And Milan has not had a fourth quarter that she wants to remember yet. Price, Sparks, Patterson, Heimer, Forrester on the floor. The starting five we've gotten used to all season long. The ending five as well. Heimer, left wing, guarded by Trent. Holds it up. Now brings it towards the top of the circle. Holds it right wing. Now you goes into the corner to Sparks. Find Olivia. Sparks Find pulled away by Malam. Gets it back. Pulls up from 12. No good, but they'll call a foul on the shot. And that was going to be the fifth team foul, which is extremely important. For, oh, no, eighth. Yeah, we're not at home. It feels like it with everything oh. we've got behind us. Oh, And I don't know if you've noticed, but th- since about halfway through the third quarter, there have been a lot of makeup calls I coming morning. Oh, way. agreed. As the first free throw is off the heel for Sparks, no hit good. free throws. Ornies has struggled with that. 59%. As a team, Kelsey shooting 56%, now 10 for 19 overall in the year. And she missed the second one badly, left it well short, but there's Olivia Price for the rebound. Had it whipped away. Now Megan Uni is holding her left eye, was poked there. And an official timeout going to be called, excuse me, her right eye. As she's trying to wink that away. And wow. No foul was called. And they've let him go for the loose balls. They've let him go at it for a while. I see scratches, hair, and blood. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, though, Sparks not able to knock down either of the free throws, and it's still an eight-point lead for Greenwood. And now back that press with Olivia Price up top standing at midcourt. She throws it over right side, Uni, And now a block going to be called on Haley Heimer. She's not happy with it. Got up, had a couple of words for the official, and it will be the second foul well, called on Heimer. She got, by, she got by with the ball. Either no call it or uh, that's still a no call in my book. Fifth foul on Warren East. Greenwood has eight. So Lady Raiders in the bonus for the remainder of this one. Still yet to be seen, though, if they can take advantage. I would imagine they're shooting below 50%. 
Up top, Trent sends it left side to Grant. That's corner to Megan Uni. Uni. Now double teamed as Price comes to trap with Sparks. Still has the ball, still has it. Had to have traveled. Sends it over to Trent. It was tipped by Heimer. Leah Trent comes up with it. She tries a wild jumper on the baseline. No good. Long rebound tip. And Grant chases it down for Greenwood. Another second chance. Wow. Uni, left wing. Gives it up. Left corner. Malam, three. Rattles out. No good. And there's Forrester with a big rebound. And nearly threw it away. But Heimer is able to pull it away from Leah Trent. Heimer. Driving, now pulls it out baseline. Has a wide-open 17-foot jumper. Of gets course the it ball. is. It has been all Warren East in the fourth quarter. How about Make a six-point? 42-36, 9-0 run to start the quarter for Warren East. Pass deflected by Heimer, sent it into the stands. Excuse me, Price, the Warden, they're all over. It doesn't matter who's doing it. This has been all Warren East. What is happening? This you is... ask the question, what's going on? Maybe. What is this? I think they have. What is in the swamp? What is in these swamp waters? Methane. <laughs> Methane. Trent has it up top, and she oh. throws it straight out of bounds. Can, can you script a game better than this? Listen to this crowd. Can you script a game better than this? Oh, my goodness. What an environment. One of the most fun we've had all year long. Goodness gracious. This is what high school basketball is all about. Varsity. We've got five minutes and ten seconds left in the ball game as Patterson drives. Spins off. Lucy posting up on Grant, and they're going to call a foul on the floor. No, nah. it's called a travel. One official looked like he was ready to call the foul. Yeah. The other came in and called the travel. Actually, the closest to the, the contact called the foul, but overruled. Correct. So it is Greenwood ball. That's all right. Five minutes left in the ball game. Trent has her pass deflected, but it does end up with Malam, and they're going to say oh, she stepped oh, out of bounds. Milan. Wow. Milan with her fifth turnover in the quarter. Mm. You want to get back in the ball game, turn the ball over. <laughs> we, we greatly appreciate it. But you got to turn this into points. This has got to be points. Yes. It does indeed. Sparks into the front court. Left wing Heimer. Haley fakes a pass. Still holding the ball. Now drives to her right. Haley right side Sparks and threw it between her legs out of bounds. Mm. And cannot capitalize. Went down three times, come away with no points last three visits. Yes. 42-36. 42-36. Lady Raiders down by six, and now Malam just throws it away behind Trent. They're having a conversation about who's supposed to be where, and there's a case where a senior thinks one thing, an eighth grader thinks another. Now, if you're Greenwood, that's six turnovers on Milan. They haven't scored a point here in the fourth quarter. That's six turnovers. A 9-0 run for Warren East as Bailey gets the inbound. Able to spin off a defender now. Tries a long mid-range jumper. No good. And a strong rebound down low by Uni. She's pressured. Uni able to spin out of it. Throws it up right in the hands of Bailey who makes an acrobatic interception. Up to Lucy Patterson. Her layup good. And it's a four-point ball game. What a play by Tanea Bailey. That's got to be a timeout for Greenwood. You're fixing to lose this game. Pure athleticism. Trend, left side, looking to answer, goes all the way to the rim, throws it up, catches nothing but the backboard out of bounds, oh, and give it to Warren East. Oh, 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 oh. Woo. how about you say eight turnovers to one? Eight turnovers to one. It was 42 to 27, and as we get set to cross the halfway mark of this fourth quarter, it's 42 to 38. East only down by four. Sparks has it up top, guarded by Trent. 
Can we make it a one-possession game? And Patterson shoves to the floor Uh-oh. by Grant. Uh-oh. And now a conversation Uh-oh. taking place. That should be some kind of yeah. flagrant something, intentional foul on Grant, who just shoved Lucy to the ground. And they are going to call an intentional foul. And are they calling it on Lucy? Let's see what the, let's see how they straighten this out. Uh-oh, let's see what they got going on. But let's let's what that foul was is we had a 15-point lead. We have not scored. What? Is that going to be Greenwood timeout ball? Timeout is called by Greenwood. We'll straighten it all out when we come out of this break. 42-38, Greenwood leads it, but the Lady Raiders are knocking on the door. 3.55 left in the ball game. You're listening to Lady Raider basketball coverage presented to you by J. Allen Builders and Kenway Concrete on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. Three minutes and 55 seconds left in regulation. And Warren East at the moment on an 11-0 run here in the fourth quarter. They have cut a 15-point lead to four, 42 to 38. As we come out of this timeout, still trying to figure out what's going on. Lucy Patterson was just shoved to the floor by Kayla Grant. And it appears as though for the moment, they're going to somehow just call that a common foul, which should be free throws because Warren East is in the bonus unless they call double fouls, in which case Warren East able to just throw it in, and the pass in is deflected out of bounds by Olivia Lovell down low. And Warren East will have it on the baseline. Partner, I don't uh, know what's going on, but, but it's Warren East ball. But when you see a frustration foul like that, Patterson's inbound pass deflected as now Lucy drive, gets it back drive, to the left wing. Drive. Lucy guarded by Grant. Hopefully drive. things don't escalate any more than they already have. Bailey up top, runs into Malam. Right wing, Bailey throws up a wild shot. No good, not the shot you're looking for there. And Uni well, gets the rebound. She was hoping to get the whistle mm-hmm. with all the hype going on right now at 332. All right, now I say put the ball in Lucy Patterson's hands. You better believe it. Free they're, throw line. They're Grant watching for that. Kicks it back to Uni. Now to Malam. Malam able to pull the defenders off, turn in the right corner. Wide open three. Well, Long was airballed, and it goes out of bounds off of the leg of Olivia Love all down low. Who expected that? Wow. An airball from Trent, who just scored nine points in the third quarter. Well, Greenwood feels the momentum, and they know right now this is dangerous time. You're fixing to lose a 15-point game at home. Haley Heimer checks in. Sparks will get a breather. Heimer. Guarded by Trent, sends it over to Lucy Patterson. Down low, perfect entry pass to Forrester. Can she finish? Yes, she can. So with that point, they have scored the most in this game in each quarter. (laughs) Caroline's got seven in her return game, and the lead is down to two. Grant, free throw line. Outside, Malam. Fakes a three, drives baseline, kicks it out to Uni. Picked up by Price. Good defense. Good defense. Has to pick up a dribble and walk with it. Wanted to throw it to Malam. But couldn't get it to her. Malam, very frustrated, lets out a roar. And Uni, both of those two have had a very frustrating quarter. Tenth turnover by Greenwood in this quarter. My goodness. Tenth. And East can tie or take the lead here. Heimer kicks it over to Forrester right side. Caroline back to Haley. Drive. Heimer guarded by Trent. The whistles. Lady Raiders in the double bonus. Heimer goes towards the rim, had it poked out, and they'll say that it's Greenwood ball off of Haley Heimer. I do not like Haley driving in that. I Give the ball to Olivia or give the ball to Lucy. Two and a half minutes left. Greenwood leads by two, 42 to 40. They have not scored a point in this fourth quarter. Trent, left corner, Milan. Cross court, download to Grant on the block. Has it ripped away by Tanea Bailey. 
up to Heimer. Fast break. Haley to the rim. Missed it, but she's fouled. A lot of contact that time. And Uni is still down. She is in a lot of pain, holding her lower back. And beside her, Malam down as well. They may have collided with each other. Fortunately, the padding is on that wall. Uni very visibly in pain. Malam hurt as well, but not in as much pain. Uni in tears now. And they both went down hard. Heimer went down as well. She's fortunately up for Warren Easton over in the huddle as now Malam gets up. Uni still being checked on. And what that was was frustration. Again, yes. they have not scored in a five, five minutes and 45 <laughs> Look seconds. Look at that math. Five, they, and as now Uni gets back up as well. She now, appears to be okay. Now they have to go out, don't they? I don't believe so because there will be free throws. They're not having to stop play, but they will bring them out. I would assume you bring them out just for the sake of bringing Absolutely. them out. I don't think the rules dictate they need to. But K.K. Keener now checks in as well as Olivia Love also. Two starters on the bench for Greenwood. Leah Trin out there and Leslie and Grant down in the post. It will be two free throws for Haley Heimer, who has been well done and has struggled at the line this season. Just 9 for 29 on the year from the free throw line. Good stats. None of those matter. Here are the two biggest of the season, and the first one is pure. And remember, this is the Super Bowl. It is. Heimer had three points coming into this quarter. She's got six in the fourth alone. Can she tie it with the second free throw? Rattles out, no good, but Forrester gets the rebound. Out to Heimer. Kim Dry three. Got it! Got it! And the Lady Raiders have the lead. 44-42, 2.05 left. And that's their first lead since two to nothing. Are you kidding me? Pass deflected down low, picked off by Heimer. Oh my goodness. You do not need to score. Heimer gives it over to Tanea Bailey, left wing, 150 left. Run the Warren ball. East leading it 44 to 42, a 17 to nothing fourth quarter. Wow. Bailey, crossover dribble, lost it on the floor, gives it up to Heimer. Haley, down low, Patterson, wide open layup, oh. going, going. 46 42, Warren East. Have you ever in your life? A 19 to nothing fourth quarter for Warren East. And with 128 left in the ballgame, they lead it 46-42, full timeout for Greenwood. 42 points in three quarters. Nothing. None. In 6-42. Have you ever seen anything like this? Not at a home game where you had a 15-point lead. It is Greenwood's homecoming. Oh, wow. And they have gone scoreless okay. in this fourth quarter. So if if you are the varsity men's watching on both corners, you've here's gotta... the lesson. No game is ever over. And if there's anything we've learned from this Lady Raider team, they will play every single second of those full 32 minutes. 42 to 27 at the start of the third quarter. At the start of the fourth. Fourth quarter. I, I've never seen this. I don't I, care what happens. If you're listening, this game will be up on Twitter later. Don't worry. I have I'll never have seen, it up. Have you seen this? No. I am emotionally, I'm already emotionally tired. But I, I got to recharge the batteries because we're back underway. Here we go. Wow. Trend has it behind half court. Brings it in the front court, left side to Uni. Uni and Milan back in the ball game. Uni 
down low. Pass deflected off the backboard, and Forrester comes up with it for Warren East. Tanea Bailey has it, and the Lady Raiders, in the double bonus, can start to milk this one. Guarded by Balam is Bailey. She holds it up near midcourt. Tanea jabs right, falls down, now passes it to Lucy Patterson, and a timeout called by Coach Neville, a 30-second timeout with 104 on the clock. Now I'm going to write down 104 because I'm assuming Greenwood knows who to foul. Yes, you would I'm think assu- so. I'm assuming so. With 104 and four-point lead, that ball goes into your free-throw shooters. Yes. Even if they're up in the stands playing an instrument, <laughs> you give that ball to your free-throw shooters. On the night, Warnie's 9 for 16 from the charity stripe. In the second half alone, they are 8 for 14. Only attempted two free throws in that first half. If you want to base it on tonight, Olivia Price, 3 for 4 at the charity stripe. Caroline Forrester, 3 for 4 at the charity stripe. Let's look at the season numbers, though. Lucy Patterson, the best on the team, just a tick below 70%. Olivia Price, 66%. Tanea Bailey behind them at 57%. Now, Caroline Forster is just a 53% shooter on the season, but, tonight, but she's improved that a lot over the course of the year. We've seen it tonight. I would say Olivia, Lucy, or Caroline, but we saw Haley step up and hit a big free throw, and she's been the hot hand here in the fourth quarter. Probably the leading candidate for player of the game right now with Olivia Price because she has stepped up. Oh. She has been big time, nine points I, in this fourth quarter. I'm going to call back to um, t- to our, our producer because it's got to be Olivia Price. <laughs> it's got to be. Patterson holds it up top. Lucy guarded tightly by Grant, now fouled. It'll be two free throws for Lucy Patterson. And, and, and let's just say what just happened. Grant, that could have been a way worse foul. Yes. And good sportsmanship. <laughs> yes. Good sportsmanship. That's her fourth. And now we've got the two biggest shots in the game. First from Lucy. Good. 47-42. Lucy now into double figures with 10. And you look across the way at the Warren East bench, all the Lady Raiders clenching their fists as the second one is good as well. 48-42. We're under a minute left. Trend. Pass is somehow caught out of the air by Grant to Uni. Long three short. Trend gets it. She steps over for a wild three. Catches nothing. Tried to be saved in. Picked off by Forrester. Now Patterson has it. Lucy does not want to pass this ball. Guarded by Uni into the front court. Lucy still has it. Patterson, right side, up to Heimer. 30 seconds left, and Haley now fouled by Trend. Are yeah. you kidding me? So they did not want to foul Lucy at all. No. Let's see what happens. Good reason. With, let's see what happens with Heimer. So 21 to nothing. Warren East has outscored Greenwood in this fourth quarter. And the first free throw from Heimer is perfect. Have you ever seen a team lose I've, without scoring? I have scoring? seen nothing like this ever. Ever. Period. Second free throw from Heimer. Good as well. Why 50, not? 50. Why not? 50 to 42. They scored 27 points in three quarters. Trent walks with it. And it's back to Warren East. That is 15 turnovers in the fourth quarter. And no points. None. Run that through KHSAA. I want to see if anything's happened like that. Lucy has it off the inbound. Looked like they tried to foul her at first. Now pass up to Bailey left side. Tanea sends it on the wing to Price. Olivia as Lucy Patterson demanded it up top. Uni will pick her up. Don't know if they'll foul. Now they do. And with 14.4 seconds on the clock, the Warney section behind us starting to feel it. 
It was 42-27. to Greenwood led it as we entered the fourth quarter. 23 straight points later, Warren East is about to walk away with their third district win of the season. I want to see a game that you can show me like this. Lucy's we, first free throw is good. We are 14.4 from no points. Lucy's second free throw good as well. Regardless, a 25-0 run for Warren East. Trend right side. Ten seconds left. Pass deflected. Bailey has it. Don't up to score, Olivia score, Price. For good measure, she's going to drop it in anyways. Make it 54-42. to 42. Olivia Price with 13. And Warren East comes back from a 42-27 fourth quarter deficit to shut out Greenwood in the final eight minutes. They win it 54-42, a 27-0 run to win this ballgame. Okay, so our producers, anybody listening to our voice, look up in Kentucky High School. I have never seen a fourth quarter with zero points when you are up by 15 points or more Yes. and lose. I've never in my life. That's impossible. Casey, you do what you can in the studio, but I can say I have never seen anything like this. I don't know if I will ever see anything like this again, but I just saw it, and you just heard it. Warnies 54, Greenwood 42. The Lady Raiders now 12-6 and six on the season. 3-2 and two in 14th district play. Greenwood falls to 10-8, and 0-5 oh in district play. Once again, your final score, Warnies 54 to 42. Two. When we come back, your post-game show brought to you by JLM Builders and Kenway Concrete here on ESPN Radio 102.7 online at ESPNRadio1027.com. We've had two minutes now to think about what we just took in. And, partner, I still have no worse. A 27 to nothing fourth quarter for Warren East as the Lady Raiders beat Greenwood. 54 to 42. Tyler Eaton, Dustin Walker with you. I got nothing, partner. Well, I've got this. That was the greatest basketball game I've ever called, been around, looked at. I've seen 20-point comebacks. I have seen clutch free throws, 35-footers. A home team that walks into a fourth quarter, 42 to 27. A home team that walks into the fourth quarter, 42 to 26. Eight minutes and you lose 54-42. Yeah, on homecoming, as now we see the candidates presented. And uh, I, I tell you, partner, with the passing of Kobe Bryant and eight others on Sunday, I can't help but sit here and think about the Mamba mentality and what that encompasses. And what we just saw from Warren East was nothing short of absolute Mamba mentality. It reminds me of a game where... Kobe outscored the Mavericks in the fourth quarter by himself. Absolutely. To lead the Lakers to a 30-point comeback win. And now here we are, Warren East down 15 in the fourth. They shut out Greenwood. Shut Absolutely. them out. Not a single point, not a field goal, not a free throw. 27 to nothing in the fourth quarter how to about, pick up their third district win of the year. How about 15 turnovers? <laughs> now, I think I talked early in the fourth quarter. Milan had six quick. Yes. The, I'm I think you take her out. I don't know. But it don't matter now. But how about this? Okay. They didn't shoot a free throw. Nothing. Nothing. They didn't score a single point. And really, honestly, they didn't even get close. I, there wasn't a time where I looked and saw, man, you know what? It, 
They're going to score here. This is the time they break through. Nothing. The Warnies Lady Raider defense shut them down. Let's take a look at the numbers in that fourth quarter. Obviously, uh, no wow. one scored for Greenwood. Leah Trin led the way ultimately with 14 points. Megan Uni had seven. KK Keener with seven off the bench. Kayla Grant finished with six. Nicole Malam, who you mentioned, she had four. Annie Lassley and Olivia Lovell each finished with two. Four Warnies. Haley Heimer leads the way with 14. Olivia Price finishes with 13. I should mention 11 of the 14 for Haley Heimer coming in that 27-point fourth quarter. Four Warnies. Lucy Patterson with 13. Tanea Bailey with four. Kelsey Sparks with three. And a huge seven points off the bench for Caroline Forrester in her return to action for Warren East tonight. It cannot be understated how important it was to have Caroline back. Oh, absolutely. And what about a game to come back to? You didn't start. You filtered in. Yeah. You, your minutes counted for something, obviously. And I'm still in shock. I am emotionally destroyed right now. And I am a mess, Dustin Walker. Well, I'm, I'm after going through not only that comeback, but getting to the point where you realize that these games have eight-minute quarters and to hear you start doing the proper math and then to add this on to it, I don't know what to do with myself. I know it's homecoming for Greenwood, but I feel like it's my homecoming. I feel like I've just been named hey, homecoming king. Can we talk to her? Well, I think she's coming over to talk to us, so we'll hand oh, it over good. to Miss Olivia Price, the warden herself. And, Olivia, I just told Dustin I'm pretty much out of words. I am uh, emotionally destroyed right now after everything we just witnessed. So I'll let you talk me through it. A 27-0 run to finish out this ball game. How did it happen? Well, we played defense very well. Our third team was, like, really exceptionally good, and we all, like, came together. After that first half, we had a talking lock, and we were like, we need to get it together. Like, this is us. It's us against them. Like, it's not even the refs anymore. And we just had to pick each other up and make sure we were doing our jobs. And now, was there a certain point where you started to feel like everything was shifting? Because through that third quarter, it felt like every time you got within around 10 or 12, Greenwood had an answer. But then in that fourth quarter, when the run started and it just started going, was there a certain moment where you were able to say, okay, we can flip this and actually make this happen? Well, after we got so many of their turnovers, they were just freaking out, like making turnovers for themselves, and we turned those into points, and we had to do it ourselves. So we had to know what we had to do. So, How important is a win like this? Not only to come back and win it the way that you did, but now to be 3-2 and two in District 14 play. If you can pick up maybe one more win in the district, you've got yourself either that two or three seed. How key was it to come in here, regardless of how you did it, but come in here and get a win and spoil homecoming for Greenwood just like happened to you guys last week? It feels great. I mean, like, <laughs> for us to come in on the road, and we know we had to be ten points better than them because we know the refs weren't going to call everything for us, and it was always going to go towards them. But we, know, <laughs> but we know we had to do everything in our power to, like, get back and get back to our game and everything. Now, how about this crowd? A huge turnout for Greenwood, obviously, but it almost felt like a home game with everybody here. How important was it to have this crowd behind you, especially as that run started and you could feel all the momentum from this side was – pretty much outweighing everybody on that side. All the noise was coming from over here. It was empowering. I mean, that's good to have people behind you. Like, you can hear their crowd. You can hear everybody else talking and saying this, isn't that. But whenever you hear your crowd, you just know you're doing everything all right. Now, Olivia, the big question becomes how do you take this and move forward with, with it? What do you do with this win? So I'll ask you that. How do you take this and continue to build momentum coming back the way that you did 
winning this ball game with that 27-0 fourth quarter. How do you turn that into more wins and gain some more momentum as you head toward the district tournament? Well, we know we can't get behind in the second half because that's just it doesn't that work like that. So we have to make sure we get in the first half, and then we play them again on, on Monday. So we know we got to do work on in practice and everything like that. All right, Olivia, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I believe, hold on, before you go, I think Dustin has one question for you. So I'll pass it over to him. This is important. Olivia Price, Dustin Walker, 102.7. Now, you understand, you'll play college ball, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. You'll play NBA 2K. You'll play, <laughs> you will never see a game like that. You'd understand that, right? Yeah. You will never see a game like that on television, on script. You don't come into a home team with a 15-point lead, shut them out for a full quarter, not even a free throw attempt, and walk away with a 10-point lead. Congratulations. Thank you are you. my player of the game for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I guess that makes it indisputable. How about it? <laughs> Olivia Price has already been crowned player of the game. I'm not going to argue with it as now Coach Neville stops by. And I'm glad we keep getting guests because I'm still not ready to actually talk about what just happened because I'm not sure I actually can. Coach Neville, I was getting a little worried, I'm going to be honest, that we weren't going to get to talk tonight because things were, I'm going to be honest, they were looking a, a little dreary after that third quarter, a 15-point deficit. First of all, have you ever seen anything like that, a 27-0 shutout in the fourth quarter? I have not. I don't know. <laughs> I can I've, say I have. I, I do not know that I've even been a part of that. That was awesome. I, I didn't realize what run, what the, the score mm -hmm. was right. at all. I just knew that we had to come back and, and fight and battle. That's what we told them. Don't give up. Things will start swinging our way. But we had to bring the, the defense, the pressure. We weren't doing that in the first mm -hmm. half. And, and Olivia was huge up front yes. of that trap. But to go on a 27-0 run, yeah. you just don't see that. And that's, that's just a testament to what these girls can do. They can score quickly mm -hmm. and 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 – come back from anything. I mean, they had scored 27 points in the first three quarters and then turned around and scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. And Olivia said at halftime there were a lot of adjustments made, but obviously didn't really kick in until that fourth quarter. So what was the difference between that last quarter and the first three? The difference was we changed up our defense. Um, we went to a half-court trap instead of um, going full court, you know, certain things. They weren't, it wasn't really very effective. They were beating it and getting shots down here. And the other thing was we weren't going to the boards. We weren't rebounding. You know, it was Caroline in there playing volleyball, trying to get yeah. the ball by herself. You know, Lucy was flying every now and then, and we just told them, everybody's got to go to the basket. Yeah. And they did that, and it, you know, and it helped when we got in the bonus, and we just took it at them, and they fouled, and we got to the free throw line. So I asked Olivia this, and I'll ask you the same thing. Not just the way that you picked up this win, but the fact that you come into Greenwood, it's their homecoming. You spoil it just like happened a week ago. You get your third district win of the season. Just how important is this win, especially considering you'll see this Greenwood team again on Monday? It was huge. You know, I don't like to be anybody's homecoming date if I'm not invited. <laughs> so to be their date every year, it makes it gets a little puts a little fuel in the yeah. fire. And you know, to come in here and win in an atmosphere like this, and to come from behind like we did. It's just huge for us in the postseason. It's just going to help us. You mentioned the atmosphere. A great turnout from the Warren East faithful. I asked Olivia about it. She said it was key on that ending run because it felt like all of the sound in this arena was only coming from this side. How awesome was it to see that build up? Because I'm sure you could tell the same thing happening too. Oh, yeah. you could. I mean, it just gives your, it gives your adrenaline. It gets it going. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, you could tell the girls were feeding off of the crowd because when they would do something good, they were getting getting cheers just loud. And you couldn't even tell you were on a way down. Well, 
back at it Monday night against this same Greenwood team. Coach, I have I have bad news. We won't be able to be there. We've got the, the Lady Topper Coaches Show. I know. That's okay. I know, I know. it's we've a makeup been, game. And I mean, we would have been there if it wasn't. Right. You know, if the game were just Well, we'll talk through Twitter the after the win. Yeah, if you win, we have to talk. That's right. That's, just That's right. Well, I told them at halftime, I need to talk to Tyler, so I need you guys to win. <laughs> well, and we also at halftime, we put up the banner. So maybe the banner is the key. Maybe yep. we just we haven't had tape to put up you. the banner. So, yep. you know, credit, I don't want to take credit. credit to you all. I did say I admitted as soon as the game was over, don't worry, this game will be put up on Twitter. So the broadcast will be there. Don't you worry. Dustin, awesome. you got something to say over there? He had something to say to Olivia. He gave her this 50-second spiel on how she'll never, ever see anything like that again. So I have no idea what he's about to say to you, but I'll give it to him. Coach Dustin Walker. I can dive into your strategy of using your defense, the one-two-two with Olivia Price at the top. That's deadly. I can dive into your dribble drive. There's a lot of things I can drive into. This is your first year head coach here. You need to retire. <laughs> you under. You've been around the game for how long? A long time. I've been around the game. Uh, I know, Thirty-six years. I know. I, and so I'm. I'm still 22 years old. Figure that out. But um. But I'm terrible at math. <laughs> but I, we will never see that ever. You'll, that is your that's your Super Bowl. Yep. What you just witnessed. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Fifteen turnovers for Greenwood in that quarter. Never even attempted a free throw. Um, that is the classic. That right there is your Jimmy Valvano right there. Well, never you. never give up. Um, I, and there, we tell them that. Never give up. After the third quarter, there was no way you were going to reach 42 points. Yep. And, and I actually said that, I do believe. You were very wrong. And, and, and so I eat those words. I take those words back. But What was the final score? Awesome. They took it off immediately. Yeah, quickly, quickly. And so, well, thank you. so yes. after this game, retire. <laughs> you're, you will never coach a game like that. Well, I'll tell you. I have great coaching staff, and, and the girls are great to coach. You know, this is a – we won this game, all of us. Everybody. Yes. And, and it's a shame that we have to pick a person. Uh, Olivia Price was my pick quickly in the second quarter, actually. Uh, number one, her mouth. She was talking the whole way, talking. Not, not senior leadership. Absolutely. Uh, and then when you switch defenses, and I wrote it down, I'm like, why would she do that? And you'd give up some points, but you'd go right back to that one, two, two, and then the trap two, three. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. And so, well beyond your years, I know you're 22 years old. You're well beyond your years, <laughs> 21. 21 years. Yeah. Absolutely, congratulations. I want to shake your hand. It. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you, Tyler. Well, Coach Neville, before you go, all I want to say is, don't listen to him. Number one, don't retire. Um, don't don't retire. I, I would love to have you around here for a while and to wear a conversation. And number two, as good of a game as this was, I don't believe this is this team's Super Bowl. I think the Super Bowl is yet to come. This, that's right. I, I agree. I think this is just them on the rise. Yes. All right. Well, I appreciate you, you stopping Tyler. by. I look forward to talking to you after another win. Thank you. All right. Coach Jenny Neville chatting with us courtside, and I, I love now getting the comments. <laughs> From Dustin Walker, I at least wonder that you were going to go on the spiel, but I, I can understand it because this is—I've uh, never seen anything like this before. No. I've said it—I've said it before. I'll say no. it again. No, this is truly uh, a special, special game that we just witnessed. Now, you'll, you'll see the same type game 
with maybe a 18 to 11 run to beat them in the fourth quarter. You'll see the same type game with maybe a last second shot, maybe a free throw one to one. You'll I've seen eight billion of those games. Mm-hmm. I have never seen this type game. I have not either. And like I, I told Coach Neville, and I, I will emphasize that point once more. We've called this game this team Super Bowl. But once you win one, it's time to go win the next one. And I think greater things are yet to come for this team. And the end destination is the 14th district tournament at South Warren High School. And their goal is not just to get there as the two two seed, three seed, whatever seed. Their goal is to get there and win and go to Diddle Arena. And I think at this point it's tough to argue that this team is not capable of doing that. 